Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Welcome to the Tab and Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. Season 3's Episode 8. My name, well, is Tab and Dillard. And I'm Olaz. I live in Chancellor Park. And there is a lot going on. So much going on. I appreciate you hearing from y'all last week. Got some more text messages coming in. You know, that's 501-322-6249. It's good to hear from y'all. Uh, folks been leaving uh, the comments on the uh, iTunes. I'll read a few of them that came in here recently on there. Uh, somebody gave it five stars. If you know anything about the iTunes, that's the most you can give. So that's uh, that's high praise. And they said, my favorite, keep the laughs coming. That's Horn 002. Uh, said that i appreciate you thinking i mean favorite podcast i don't know how many podcasts there are in the world but there's more than like 14 and for me to be the favorite is it's high praise i really appreciate that uh kevin b 72 Tavin was one of the funniest guys i heard in years what he said that's too kind simple clean podcast makes me smile every time i listen one heck of a storyteller i'm gonna have to buy some honey from him soon i hope you do that uh, Tavin's Honey from Bees, there's a link in the show notes because they are bringing it, and they bringing it good. And like I said, y'all, folks care about what y'all say. I can, I can, you know, run into somebody and say, hey, I got a podcast. I think it's pretty good. And they're like, sure you do. Uh, everybody thinks, you know, they got the best best this and that. Uh, somebody else, Bumper Target, said, this show will put a smile on your face. Hey, that'll work. I'm happy to hear that. appreciate that. And then Low Energy Mike said, my favorite podcast. I mean, Mike just said it like he didn't put a period or exclamation point. He just put those three words. My favorite podcast. Hey, I appreciate that. That's a that's descriptive to me. And then a couple more. Awesome podcast. Very entertaining. Thank you. Cahill 806. And Sherry says, I love to listen to this podcast. He's so clean and funny. 100% authentic. 100% recommend this podcast to everyone. Appreciate that, Sherry, because that's a broad recommendation. She didn't say, I just, I, I only recommend this to people that live on the street that runs perpendicular to the nursing home in my town. I mean, that'd be a smaller audience. But if you say, uh, everybody, well, then we, we, we really spread that net wide. I appreciate that. So thank y'all uh, for the comments. We're getting close to 200 ratings. Like I said, what's the big deal? Is it just to so I can go around and say, hey, 200 ratings? It's really because that's what helps this grow and get the word out. And if it gets the word out then uh, it's going to make me keep doing it. I can keep doing a show if there's people listening and want to hear it, you know, kind of thing. So we in the 190s in the rating. We're close to 200. So if, if you can give it a rating on the iTunes and leave a comment, that'd be a help. And if, if you're busy, uh, that's okay. I get it. You've been doing much fishing lately? Because uh, you, be, you may be busy with work, but you may be busy with some recreation, you know, this time of year. Uh, 
You know I'm a no-pro fisherman. I bring the snacks, real good snacks, all kind of snacks. Uh, you might be too, I don't know. I got the shirt that proclaims it proudly. You've probably seen that. You know, uh, I don't know, a month or so back, I got the tank top too, the no-pro. I bring the snacks shirt. You can check the link in the, the show notes to get you one. But but before that, the, what you're going to see, the first link you're going to see is Tavins Honey from Bees. Great gift. Great gift for yourself. Bee House Honey. Taking that honey, it's straining it, bottling it. And right to you, not cooked like that store stuff, so it don't crystallize on the shelf. That's why they cook it. But what that do is it cook all the good stuff out, and Bee House ain't doing that. Father's Day's around the corner. Uh, get Dad some honey, and you got graduations, birthdays, all kind of cannonball season to celebrate uh, National Cannonball Month. Uh, right now in June, I, I don't know if it is, but I think I think we just decided it is. My goodness. How's your spring going? Because it's officially, I mean, it's technically still spring, although when school's out, it, we just call it summer. Uh, it's good to hear from y'all during the week, like I said, through the text message and email, uh, the podcast feedback, them comments I just read, all is, all that's helping. But we got a lot, a lot to get into this week. If you remember, I told you last week on the podcast uh, what was coming up this week. So just a few days ago, this weekend, was the fishing tournament. So if you ain't if you ain't heard last week's or a few episodes behind, I'd say go ahead and check them out. You know, take your time and catch up. We'll be here waiting on you. But this week was that local fishing tournament, the fishing tournament. And the thing about it is, you know, tournaments. If you a bass pro, which I ain't a bass pro, I got a couple buddies that is bass pros, but I ain't one. Uh, dim dim tournaments go days. You know how about that? And it's just it's just how it is. You know, the way they play that game is like, hey, you might be the day to draw the card with some bad weather, and them fish don't want to bite that day, and that's just how it go. But for this local fishing tournament, you know, we ain't pros, okay? We ain't pros. It was a one-day event on Saturday. The bait and tackle shop on the lake was ready. Chet Delroy's sister-in-law, Delander, she drove an ATV into the back of that thing, uh, a few weeks ago, now several of us went out there, pulled a late night to repair it so it'd be ready for our town's local fishing tournament, and it was. I want to say first annual, you know, fishing tournament, but I don't know if it's going to be annual yet. It might be the only one. And we have had a little one-off, you know, fishing tournaments in the past, so I can't say it's the first ever in town. So I don't know what to call it, except we have fishing tournament. But it's been a while, and there's quite a turnout. You know, people, and I ain't just talking about fishers, people that want to be in the tournament. People want to just hang out there and be part of, you know, the excitement. Now, we had one group out on the lake, um, the total, you know, this fishing tournament for a total of 16 entries. Rance, he didn't fish because, well, he's running the bait and tackle, and he was doing big business that day. Big business. He's selling food at the restaurant there, and folks sit out on the patio right there on the lake, and, of course, he's selling bait and snacks inside, too. That all got cleaned up since the laundry you know, hit that impact zone when she, she drove that ATV right into that back door frame. But he got a bathroom in the bait and tackle, rants do, but they also brought them porta potties, them ones that they don't live there year round, but they bring them in for big events. So people got to do business, you know, there's enough for everybody, which seems easy enough, you know, just to go and use one of them, but folks can get stuck in there. More on that later. And here's how the tournament is set up. They check your boat, your coolers, your live well, all them things you ain't supposed to have fish already in. You know, you can't cheat. You know, we, it, ain't, it ain't super strict, but it's like, hey, we gonna, we got to have a little protocol here, and we're going to check them things. Now, it ain't like them big pro tournaments where you got an official in your boat. You just got to fish, bring in them catches, then weigh it in at the end. They did say pound and a half was scoreable. 
And I appreciate that because uh, I don't care what I catch. If I catch a fish, it's a celebration. You know, I'm ready to catch my first fish of the year. What better place to do it than the town's fishing tournament? So I am pumped. I'm sighted. I'm ready to go. And it's like a two-hour round early in the morning is the way they set it up. Let me just paint the picture here for you. Uh, so that's in the morning, two-hour round early. And I say early. They don't officially start till 8, you know. And so it ain't like a super early day, but people are getting out there 6, 6.30, getting things put together. And another round like mid-morning and then like Final Four Championship, whoever's left in the afternoon. I'm in this tournament. You know that. I already entered. I paid the fee. And guess who else is fishing in it? My gal Cricket, she ain't fishing in it, but she said her granddaddy entered in it too. Now, you know, I know her granddaddy. I met him before. I went out to uh, his birthday party with her one time. Well, they get there early, her and her granddaddy. I mean, that lake, like I said, it's bustling. But 6.30 in the morning is busy. And, you know, it started at 8 a.m. The, the tournament officially started. So you got to get there early, get your stuff ready, and get checked in. Well, folks, launch day boats which can be deceiving. You know about that? Like, if you're like me, when you think of launching, you think of like a bike ramp that launches you so high. You hit a bike ramp, you you launch so high in the air, and then you got to land that thing and stick that landing or not. You know, that happened too. But And that's another tricky thing about fishing. They call it a ramp, but it's backwards. Like you sliding that boat back into the water, and you reel still and calm as you quote launch a boat like really a ramp is something you go up and you launch when you launch something that there's power behind it but you just take off so high well you got to think the opposite when it comes to boat launches off ramp firstly you gently backing up into water you dealing with something expensive like my little uh, 12 foot aluminum boat it ain't super expensive but it's high dollar and it's it's valuable like you don't want to bust up so people launch it so gently they just let that thing just kind of slide off easy now kind of thing and they just get back in that order there ain't no launching or ramping to none of that way i see it so you got to gently do that and b it's on a decline as you slide down that ramp and then gingerly floating that water while you go park your truck and somebody stays with that boat well by 7 45 a.m there are 14 boats in the water ready to fish starting at eight the only two boats that ain't there tabin dillard's and cricket's granddaddy's boat reason is about 7 a.m it's about an hour before the whole thing's supposed to start she was at the bait and tackle ready to be there for the day when her granny called and said that he needed help getting his boat hitched up and even get to the lake like, they, they decide at 7 a.m., day of the tournament, uh, oh, he can't do this. You know, he ain't got the strength he once had. This ain't something he can do on his own no more. Well, why they didn't figure that out earlier in the week, that's beyond me. And, you know, we passed that at that point. That ain't the question. Now, I got my gal Cricket saying, hey, granddaddy need help. And I'm thinking, I got to get my boat in the water, but uh, I can't say no to my, my girlfriend's granddaddy neither. That ain't, ain't going to work no, no way. So, firstly, it's a drive. So Cricket drove me out there, and we got him all ready to go, and we was not going to be on time for the start of this tournament at all. But, I mean, once you get in, you just hope you catch some and start, you know, catching up. Uh, and that's how that was going to work. They're going to let you. I mean, if you show up late, you show up late. That's on, that's on you. But because, you know, he paid that entry fee, so did I, so we can start late. But, you know, like, we just lose that time. Well, we, we get back to the lake, and I'm trying to help launch his boat. And the place is crowded. Families are setting up blankets, umbrellas, 
Kids are running around. Delma Spencer brought every little kid. Oh, she had. They got a Fisbee. Uh, they ain't good at throwing Fisbee. People getting hit in the necks, in the shin, and, you know, not as bad as a horseshoe, but it's still staying a little bit. Rance has fired up the kitchen, and it is hopping. I get to the launch where I need to get out of the truck and outside to help get this thing in the water, you know, because I've got I got to unload Cricket's daddy's, uh, granddaddy's boat, and then I still got to get my stuff in the water. You know, we anyway, long story longer, I ended up in Cricket's granddaddy's boat, and he climbed in there while Cricket's parking his truck, and we shove off into the lake. And I'm like, whoa, now, I got a fish today, buddy. You know, like, this is her granddaddy. I can't call him buddy. I, you know, I had I said, you know, granddaddy or whatever, real respectful-like, even though I was a bit panicked. And he said, grab a pole, like that. And he's starting to put his rig together, like he's starting his fishing day. I'm thinking, I, I got to get out this boat. I got to get back to the shore. Then I got to get to my little 12-foot aluminum boat, and I got to get that in the, in, in the water. And I tell him, I said, no, I need to be in my own boat. I can't be in your boat and fish. Everybody that's entered you know, the tournament, they got to be in their own spot. They ain't like team fishing kind of thing. And I can't remember if I told you, but I, you know, I, I got that 12-foot aluminum boat. I know I just said that, but it, it don't get to the water barely ever because I ain't about to pull it on my bike. Now, update, I do have... $574 saved right now for truck. That's something I'm working on this year, but I did not have no truck in time for this fishing tournament. Anyhow, my boat is there on the shore. Mort Dwydell brought it for me early in the morning. He wasn't going to fish. He said he's just going to eat, so my boat's ready to go. I got a pole in there. I've been trying to take to heart advice I got from Bass Pros and all that. Like, I'm ready. Like, I got I got my snacks. I got my no-pro shirt. I got my hat. I got my pole. I got my boat. I got my bait. I just got to get in the water and start making it happen. That's where I'm at. Well, I slowly start to think, this all might be out the window. Why? Because I'm now in Cricket's granddaddy's boat floating out into the lake with no gear. And there he is, tall, slender man, got a fishing vest over his collared short sleeve button-up shirt. He got on a pair of khakis and some tennis shoes and one of them fishing hats with the brim all the way around and some lures attached to it for decoration, I guess. I mean, he's ready. So I say it again, everybody's got to be in their own spot. He look up and smiles. He said, well, looks like this is your spot now. I could use a helper. That's what he said, like that way, like he could use a helper. A helper? Buddy, I I was here to fish, and I can't do it from his boat. It ain't legal, like you can't be doing two fishers from the same boat, and that's his boat, and he's got his gear, plus I ain't got no pole to fish with anyhow. So there, there we are. I just had to, this is the point. It was this moment in the morning where I'm in the middle of that lake, and I look yonder shore. And I see my lone bass boat. I see Mort walk by eating a hot dog. I don't know why he didn't get the fish and chips. I mean, if you at Rance's and you see the stuff he served, like hot dog, that's fine. But, of course, it was 8 in the morning, so maybe that was just Mort's breakfast. But he got the hot dog in his hand. He looked down at my boat because he brought it. And he said, he know, you know, Tab is going to fish today. Then he look up at the lake, and then he look at me, and then he point at my boat, you know, with his hand that ain't holding the hot dog. And he just kind of shrug with his shoulders. And I see them big old shoulders just go up and down from, from the middle of the lake where I was. And I just kind of shrug back like, hey, man, there ain't nothing I can do at this point. So that's how we go. I just, I decided I'm going to have to be granddaddy's helper. And I ain't fishing this tournament. What would he need? Oh, well, you know, how could you help him, Tabin? Well, you name it. I will say this. The man can pack snacks. And he'll drink them out and do just about every 20 minutes. More on that later. 
By the time we're getting in the water, I see Russell Tucker, probably 100 yards east of us in his boat, reeling in a good sizing. Now, I don't know how big, but I heard his little boy Ronnie Keith say, that's his shipmate, you know, that was sitting with him. You know, Ronnie Keith was his right-hand man. Ronnie, Ronnie Keith says, another one. So that math tells me it ain't the first one he already caught that morning. So that was good to know. And I heard that Donnie Wayne Chambliss had caught a couple already. Donnie Wayne didn't go have, he didn't have to go too far because he already usually there on the on the lake anyway. His repair shop, it's basically a shed. It, it ain't a couple stone throws away from the bait and tackle there on the lake. But he was not open for business. He was taking care of business on the water. So here I am drinking a Mountain Dew before 8.30 in the morning and tearing into some hot fries while Cricket's granddaddy's fishing and whistling and just having a grand old time on the water. I slowly turned my head. I'll be honest, y'all guys, I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. This ain't the fishing tournament I was hoping for. I was going to get my first bass of the year. Any, I don't care what, it could have been a drum or a carp. First fish of the year. When I see Cricket standing on the shore, she wave at me and she smile and then she mouths the words, thank you, and she winked at me. I'm good to go now. Let's do this, granddaddy. I mean, now I'm feeling like I can just help and not be mad. I was good to go. Turns out her granddaddy ain't sweating a whole lot that, that early in the morning. You know, the sun ain't really out too peeking out too hot yet. But he's taking in a lot of liquid, Mountain Dew to be exact. And he tells me he got to go to the bathroom. I told him there's two choices that I can see. One is you get all the way back to the shore and you get that boat up there, and then you park it, and then you get out, and you get over to that porta potty, and then back up to that boat. And I'm thinking, that's 20 minutes if you really hoofing it, and I don't see any hoofing it happening here. So it could have been 40 minutes, upwards an hour, if he's going to take a bathroom and break that away. So, the other option is, you go in the lake, but you're going to have to stand up in this boat, not lose your balance, and we can't be out in the middle of the lake. You can't be putting on a show in the middle of this fishing tournament. That ain't going to work. We're going to have to find an outer edge or something where nobody's hanging out. And the lake, it ain't just one big circle. It's got like a turn or two. Got a little island in the middle. So there are places he could do this. But the bottom line is that there ain't going to be a great option out there, especially when Cricket's granddaddy ain't moving too fast. But I'm thinking, hey, I'm in his world now. I'm on his schedule. Let's do what he wants. And he says, how about you get me over to that brush and I'll take it from there. <clears throat> sure. So we get over to an area where nobody is and can't nobody see. And he stands at the front of that boat and I'm in the back by the motor and he's fiddling with them khaki britches and his hat falls off. That's the hat with the brim on all the way around it, you know. And it lands just outside the boat in the water. And he's got to go get that. So even though this is all kind of happening in slow motion, I feel like I'm in slow motion too. So he let go of them britches to get his hat. Only thing is, his britches was already unfastened, and now gravity took over, and they round his ankles, and he's bending over to reaching that lake for that hat, and finally it hits me that this is kind of why I'm in the boat. Yeah, I got I to gotta watch. Like, I ain't watching some America's Funniest Home videos. This is happening in front of me, and what in the world do I say to Cricket if he ends up in the lake with no pants and a sopping wet hat with a brim all the way around it and them lures on it? So I stand up and I say, Careful! And it's all hitting him about this time, too. He's reaching for that hat. He feels them pants around his ankle. He reaches back to get them. About that time, I reach him, and we both wobbling in this boat. I'm behind him. I got both my hand under his armpits, holding him up like that away. I know I had a choice to make. 
I could reach for his britches first because I know he really would like them to be up, but he might be in the water by the time I do that. So I went for the man, you know, trying to keep him safe. Well, he's still reaching down to pick everything up, and that hat with the brim all the way around is taking on water. You know, it's gone upside down, and so it's filling with that water. I tell him, let's sit you down, then you can get your britches, and I'll fetch that hat. That's the way I explain it to him. Well, that seemed like a good idea to him, but that hat is starting to sink now. So I reach in there to grab that hat. I mean, it's now or never. And about that time, something swims by and nips my hand. No, thank you. So I pull my hand out faster than a possum on a french fry, and her granddaddy just say, you got to get it. You know, like he's saying, you don't let, you don't let that thing hit the, hit the bottom of this lake. You got to get that before it sank. Get that hat with the brim all the way around it before it sank. So he's back there just sitting, not even trying to get his britches up, just sitting on a boat bench back there in his little underwears with them britches around his ankles. And I just turn back to snatch that hat with the brim all the way around it and them fish lures are on it. And when I do, I grab that thing and it's coming up easy until it don't come up easy. Something is pulling this hat back down and all I can think of is cricket waving from the shore and I pull so hard and that hat comes flying out of the lake along with a snapping turtle Caught on one of them lures. It's a good-sized turtle. That thing lands in the boat. So here I am, not getting to fish, trying to get a hat that ain't mine out of the lake with a granddaddy who's sitting in his tidy whities with his khaki britches round his ankles needing to go to the bathroom, but he ain't done that yet. I hope. I sure hope he hadn't. And sitting in that boat, not happy at all, is a snapping turtle stuck on a lure that is attached to a fishing hat that's got a brim all the way around it. Well, Cricket's granddaddy reached down there and he unhooks that snapping turtle and picks him up and two hand tosses him back in the water. Then he looks at me and he says, what's the plan, Gilligan? He called me Gilligan, just kind of stared at me. I said, well, I figure you need to go to the bathroom and get them britches up and then start catching some fish. You know, that's about, that's about as simple as I could put it to him. That, that's, that's probably like in that order. That's kind of your schedule from, from right now. He reached down and he put that sopping wet hat on his head and he stands up and does his business right out the side of the boat. I'm just over there looking the other way, listening for a splash in case I need to go in after him. And by the time I turn back around, he's all buttoned up and he's ready to shove off and fish. He's pulling a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of a bag, eating it. And I say, don't you need to wash your hands or get some kind of hand sanitizer on it? And he's smacking that sandwich and he just says, for what? Well, that answered my question, and off we went. Well, before you know it, they calling for lines out, and we head to shore. Because, you know, like I said, they got them three rounds. Like two rounds, everybody fishing in, and that last round is just kind of like the final four. I see my buddies up there on the shore once we get there. Russell Tucker, he's pulled in a few fish. Donnie Wayne had. Even Myron Curtis had some luck out there on the water, but he made the mistake of a breakfast burrito with hot sauce and, you know, before the, the fishing tournament started, and that took a nip out of his tender guts, and off he shuffled to the porta potty Well, he got there, and the door was locked. And Jerry Don Farnhart said, I think it's just stuck. Ain't nobody come out of there for a while, so Myron, he messed with that door. And sure enough, it pops right open, but there's always that brief moment in the porta potty world where you waiting to see if it's really empty. Then you decide if it ain't better just to go into the bushes or somewhere else. That's the kind of porta potty mental checklist that I think we can all agree that we kind of go through when we see one. Well, Myron got in there and you know, everybody goes about their business, getting some food, uh, people are talking outside, uh, talking about what they caught or what they didn't catch, what they almost catched. And Cricket asked me, you know, how's it going? 
and I really didn't know how to tell her or not tell her, so I just told her everything. She was so happy. She was saying how this means so much to her granddaddy and to her, and she grabbed my hand. And when that happens, all the frustration just kind of leaves. I think I can handle the rest of the day in the boat with this man in a wet fishing hat with a brim all the way around it who's drinking Mountain Dew like it's on sale. Sure, he ain't caught a fish, but he spent a lot of time trying to fish his britches around from his ankles, and, and that's what he fished, and that's how that go. Well, surprise or not, after that second round, Cricket's granddaddy didn't make it to the championship round. So we was out. And truth be told, I was kind of relieved. Now I decided to head over to the porta potty myself because I didn't want to go in the lake like granddaddy did. And I see that one that Myron Curtis had gone into before round two of the tournament. And I see it's still occupied. So I wait, and I don't think much about it. Well, Jerry Don Farnhart, he's over to buy the patio to bait and tackle, you know, helping his son rant serve up the food to the folks. And he said, that one's stuck, Tavin. I don't believe anybody's in there. So I nod, and I kind of wrestle with that door, and it pops open, and there is Myron Curtis. Dead, I guess. Sitting in a porta potty I don't know what to do. I mean, he's fully dressed. This ain't no Cricket's granddaddy with his pants around his ankles. So I just yell his name. That's all I know. I said, Myron! And he don't move. So now I go to yelling his name followed by like a hard slap to the face. Because I don't know. That's, that, that's just my instinct. That's the next thing you do. So, well, that second time I yell, Myron, he woke up. And he tried to stand real quick, but he sit back down and he stand up slower and he get his balance. And he said, Tabby, what's going on? I said, you asleep in a porta potty for I don't know how long. Get out of here. What in the world happened, Myron? And we step out of there. You know, sunlight, he's squinting like, you know, he'd been in a cave for a year or something. Like his eye just kind of waking up and he's bank, bank kind of thing. And he said, I used the bathroom here during that break. And then the door got stuck. Well, I wrestled it a little bit, then I got tired because I ain't usually up uh, this early on a Saturday. Because Myron, you know, he drives a snack delivery truck to the stores early during the week, so he usually sleeps in on the weekends, but he couldn't because of the tournament. I said, you must have been pretty tired to fall dead asleep in a porta potty buddy. That's gross. He's wiping his eyeballs, and he asked, did the second round start? I said, Myron, the championship round unstarted, and you ain't in it. He goes, oh, well, I reckon I'll get some fish and chips over here. You going to use that bathroom? I shook my head no. I was like, I'm going to use Rance's inside now. That one needs a break, and I ain't about to get stuck in there. Cricket's granddaddy told her that he was ready to go. He didn't want to eat nothing at the bait and tackle because he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich already. I told Cricket I, I'd catch up with her later. And so they loaded up, fishing hat with the brim all the way around it, everything else, and shoved off back home. And the winner this week was Donnie Wayne. Chambliss, he brought home the prize. He got a trophy, a uh, free tire rotation at his own shop. I didn't even know he had tire rotations there. He also got gift certificates to Maggie's Flowers in town and Bud's Burger Shed and some Bee House honey, Tappan's Honey for Bees. So I guess I was, you know, part of the fishing tournament after all. But I did not get to fish. But Cricket's granddaddy got to, and she was happy about that, so I'm happy about that. I stuck around after the tournament, and I helped Rance clean up for a while. And speaking of cleaning up, Rance did well. I was glad that ATV mishap with the launder didn't slow down his business. You know, sometimes you just got to pull a late night or two, and you see the reward later. Donnie Wayne didn't end up with all the bee house honey, though. You can get you some at the link in my show notes. All kind of ways, as y'all know, to stay in touch with me. Um, it's all right there. You'll see my text uh, message number. 501-322-6249 in the show notes. My email, tabindiller at gmail.com. And I, I appreciate y'all 
You know, I mentioned last week I got these July shows coming up. Uh, July the 7th, I'm going to be in Yukon, Oklahoma. And July 8th, I'm going to be in Newkirk, Oklahoma. July 9th, I'm going to be doing two shows in Conway, Arkansas. And we just about close to nailing down the details on the ticket prices on the Conway stuff. And then Wednesday, July 13th, I'll be in Hardy, Arkansas at the Hardy Junction Music Hall. It's going to be a hoot. I hope you can uh, make it out to one of my live shows in July. And like I said, if you check the show notes, you're going to see the important things. Top of that list, Tavin's Honey from Bees. It is time. Get some for your dad. Get some for the graduate. Get some for the parties. Get some for yourself. Get some for a little bit of toast or a hot buttered dinner roll, softer than a baby angel's leg. Then you can see how you can uh, text me. You can see the link for all the July shows, uh, the email. And I don't know what happened this week, y'all guys, on the Instagrams. But, you know, I got uh, most folks have heard about me uh, through the TikTok. And there's about 400,000 something folks that follow me on there. Now, the Instagrams was about 4,000. So, you, I mean, if you know nothing about math, 4,000 and 400,000, two very different numbers. Well, this week something happened on the Instagrams and it shot up uh, 15 to 15,000 people, you know, from four to 15. And that's a big jump in one week. That ain't never happened before. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't predict this. Just like you can't predict how many people are going to listen or comment or rate or like your podcast. You can't, the only things I can control, and this is probably for you too in life, is if you show up or not and you do your best. So I'm trying to do, I do, when I'm mowing lawns, I try to do my best and show up on time and get there. And when I'm doing videos, I'm trying, I, I want, I want to do my best and I want to keep showing up, like show up with a new podcast every week, show up with a new video basically every day these days. And so that's all I know. And then I look at something like the Instagrams that took off this week. I'm like, I don't know if I knew, if I knew what happened there, I'd bottle it and sell it with my honey or something like that but i appreciate y'all uh watching it and sharing it and liking it and commenting the videos i got some longer stuff coming out on youtubes kind of like i used to do years ago i I put a seven minute video up there me just kind of uh talking about some stuff this week i got some other ones coming up uh, trying to post more on the youtubes the longer stuff what you might call the old school youtube stuff that i used to do i guess um so i'm trying to just make myself available to high five uh, virtually all my pals out there in the interweb world. And if you make it to my live show, I'll high five you in real life. So y'all are making my days and my weeks better. I hope uh, you're enjoying your time with me as much as I'm enjoying it with y'all guys. Thank you for joining me here on the Tab and Dillard podcast as my town has wrapped up a very successful local fishing tournament. Now me personally, I got bigger goals than just being at a fishing tournament next time, I'm ready to catch something. But here's the deal. If you ain't got stuck and took a nap in a porta potty this week, you having a pretty good week. Holler at me soon, won't you, y'all? And we'll see you later.